Into the Nexus is a production of AMove.TV. Bookmark AMove TV for other great video games and esports podcasts. Into the Nexus is sponsored by listeners like you via patreon.com slash ITN. Greetings and welcome back, everyone, to Into the Nexus, the podcast all about heroes of the storm. I'm Garrett Weinsroll, joined as always by Kyle Ferguson. I don't know why I felt like singing your name. Hi, how you doing, man? <laughs> I feel energized. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You know how it is, man. We do the show. It's like basically the end of our week. Uh, I don't mm-hmm, know about you, mm-hmm. but I usually get a lot of freelance done on Friday, so it's not really. But in terms of me living publicly on the internet. This is the end. This is the end of my performance for the week. Huh. Yeah, I'm okay with that. People listen to this on Fridays, and or or they get to it on Monday, and then they have some like Friday energy to carry them. So either way, yeah, I think it works out perfect. Sometimes, sometimes you just gotta you know energize yourself. Sometimes you have to sing your your friend's name uh, to just get in the mood to talk about heroes of the storm. Yeah, uh, which is a little quiet this week. So we've prepared something a little different, a little special for you all. Uh, which we'll get to later. Kyle, you and I are going to do dueling tier lists. Dueling tier lists. Yes. Dueling tier lists. Yes, you you uh, you said, you, sir, make your own tier list. I'll make mine, and then we'll ask each other to defend our insane decisions, mm-hmm. which is what we're going to do when we get to the, uh, to the strategy segment of today's show. But in the meantime, you and I had a fairly unique experience this week. I was whisked away to the land of coordinated team play with one Kyle Ferguson on Team Careless Badgers. Yeah, yeah, our solo lane was out for the night, our practice night. So I shot you that text, and you were available. And that was awesome. Because you got to play a little Sonya and Rexar for us. Yeah, Orphea, that didn't work out too well, but that comp we were playing against was just an oof. It was oof-tastic. Yes. Yeah, actually, that, that kind of reminds me of something I've had to learn this week, which is that losses aren't so bad because you're playing a best of three sometimes in coordinated play. Storm League has really that taught is... me that a loss is a loss is a loss, and you suck, and your points are gone. You must win to make up for it. But sometimes you just lose. And in a best of three, you learn things about the enemy team and you move forward. Yeah, man. Um, I, I mean, obviously we were practicing in Storm League. So yeah. a loss was a loss and we were losing points. But um, I feel like had I been doing it, had like that Orphea game specifically, we, we'd lost more than that. That wasn't our only loss, but that was the one that was like, oh, oh, that stung. Um, it didn't really stick with me, though. Kind of we were on to the next game. And I got my head back in it. Uh, you probably, if you watch, go back and watch the VOD, I probably got quieter because I was back in. I need to, oh, and I just got my ass handed to me. I need to, need to, to pull my weight here. Um, but like overall, like I was just like, all right, doesn't matter. Next one, next one. Our record matters, not, not our individual games. Let's go. Um, yeah. Well, we went four, two over the course of the night. So we did a grand job. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I seriously, I legitimately had a ton of fun. It was really cool, uh, hanging with you guys and, um, 
it's something because I, you know, I, I get in five stacks sometimes, uh, but you know, not all that often and not, and definitely not into one with like such rigidly structured roles for each member of the team. Cause you all have your support player, y'all have your tank player and you know, so on and so forth. So it was really in a way relaxing to know that I just got to solo lane every game. That was one less thing I needed to be concerned about. I needed to keep in the back of my mind was, well, crap, what if someone else wants to solo lane? That, that was, that was, and it's so relieving to have that removed from your mindset going into a, a draft. What'd you, what'd you think of the overall like comms? And cause yeah, you said you've played five stacks and we've all done, you know, patron nights and certainly gotten together with friends, but that was a more crafted experience, at least over the course of the last two months, we've been practicing those comms. Yeah, I thought they were, I thought they were solid, man. Um, uh, although I got to say, uh, the only thing that really sticks out to me is one point when you, when you called for a back and I said no and instantly murdered somebody. Uh, <laughs> Cause that's the only thing that sticks in my mind. I was like, that was just the most fun interplay of us as friends. Yeah. In, that, which is only entertaining because of the context that it was taking place in, which was Garrett, you want to come be our Phil? And all of the subtext that comes with that is Kyle is a shot caller. You're going to do your best to listen to him and be a team player. Uh, but also we're friends and I'm going to tell you no. <laughs> Murder that, someone. I <laughs> no, I, I do not want to be the end all be all. It is. It's rough out there, man. Every every mistake is your mistake as not only the shot caller, but the draft leader. And sometimes you put people on things that you don't know they can play or they haven't shown you before. And sometimes it's just the pick doesn't work out. So there's debates and whatnot. Everyone's super kind on the team, but like our heroes lounge match this week actually got casted by Bahamut. So it was interesting on top of that because I got to see myself outside of myself talked about by a caster, but we ran uh Tassadar Kalthazad, which of course uh Twitch trap was there and, and it was double mage. So it was the greatest sin on the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you'd never. There's no universe where a, uh, a double mage comp has ever won a game of Heroes of the Storm. This is a a, a, f- a known fact, Kyle. This is. I know. It's. I know. It's I, just. You can't fight it. And it was worth the experiment because Coffee plays such an amazing Kalthazad. I wanted to see if we could pull it off. It was. It was versus Johanna and Blaze. And before I move on, do you want to enjoy the the, the Kalthazad moment? Because yeah, he he's rocking on he's that. He's disgusting. It's I I felt guilty by association. Like I felt the need to apologize to the victims of Coffee's Kalthazad. It's definitely one of those where we're going to talk about our tier list later on, and I'm going to put certain heroes in certain spots, and I'm going to be like, I know, I know, this isn't a personal insult or slight to anybody. There are some amazing players out there and he can make some magic work. Oh, I have uh, some like mine. My mine is so excruciatingly personal and, and petty yeah, in places. Share our personal experience. Yeah. They're going to be different than everybody else's. These are our tier lists coming up. But what we ended up fighting in that game was fascinating. It was a Johanna, a Johanna main, no less with a blaze main. And I'm like, you know, then they have a Jaina and a Deckard. And I'm like, oh, look at this, like big body, front line, slow, unmaneuvering back line. Kel'Thuzad's going to hook it up. 
They'd go for the condemn. Then Blaze would scream in, hit the stun. But that wasn't the destructive part. The destructive part was Ancient Blessings on Deckard. So this is that level 13 town that everyone thinks of with like Tracer uh, back in the day. Activate Fortitude of the Faithful and power nearby allied hero basic attacks for eight seconds, causing them to deal damage in an area and heal for 90 for each hero hit. That's the level one values. But he would pop that and blaze with his new level one auto attack speed, popping that, which I believe stacks on top of the passive auto attack speed that he gets as long as he's above 80% health just coned us over and over with this AOE, which was exploding on top of it because of Ancient Blessings. Then the shield comes from Johanna, and there's just no chance. And the second they hit 13 on the enemy side, just over and over and over dead, we lost with a four-level deficit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. It was uh, uh, an excruciatingly rough game. Um, and, and my Storm League brain is like, that that's the worst i i messed up the draft i am a horrible human being i've lost us points we'll have to oh wait no no this is a best of three so let me <laughs> let me ban the johanna main uh we can mess around picking the deckard for ourselves and we'll just move on and it never happened again <laughs> yes but, we all uh um, yeah like our like, like our night like we never got abathurd again because we were like, oh, mm. right, uh, ABA is still in effect. Always ban Abathur. You know, <laughs> like, it just, it's such a risk because you don't know, right? Because they are out there. It's not the same kind of risk as, like, leaving up, like, a Lost Vikings. Like, yeah, good Lost Vikings players, they're scary. But there's so few of them. There's so few of them that it's really not worth the ban. But Abathur, right on that cusp. There's enough yeah. of them to make you think for a second. Yeah, Zera Tools as well can be in that that part. It, that the Zera Tool thing is getting really interesting. He's not as common as he was. So what I'm seeing out of Zera Tools is a lot less skilled play in terms of like hitting your singularity spike. Lots of missed singularity spikes, but they don't care because they want to level twenty might than Arizim you, which is so different than the shadow mending style I'm used to, which is very much about hitting those singularity spikes and hitting everything on repeat Th these new i'm just gonna get to 20 zero tools are wild they play like nazebos basically they're like uh are you saying the new younger generation of zero tools are like the auto-tune rappers uh compared to like the m&ms and dre's of the world we're just like right, i'll just slap some auto-tune on it and make it sound good i i don't i i don't i don't want to i don't want to critique music i'm not very good at it i'm, I'm horrible <laughs> at names but I, well, you bring up, you bring up Eminem and that's just like, you know, what, what are we talking about? Like uh, math savants versus like kindergartners, you know, like <laughs> a kindergartner. I'm impressed. No. You, you spelled flower like that is no, amazing. You, you, you cheat. You misunderstand my analogy. My analogy was going to end with we can rip on them, but it doesn't matter because it is effective. Okay. You can judge it all you want. It doesn't matter because it gets results. So you're saying that even though you auto tuned. You're, you're still you a multi-millionaire with platinum records. And and if you are a zero tool out there going, oh, you're missing your singularity spike. You're not a real zero tool, but they're bringing home the wins. Your opinions mm. are relevant. They're getting the job done regardless. Jungle Book live action should have had real animals, but my mom still texted me and told me they looked like real animals and it made a lot of money. So who cares? 
Can yeah? Can you tell I've been uh, consuming some modern rap from mainstream artists that I never would have thought oh, I would have liked otherwise? It, it, it got out of it, it. It kind of evolved again. It, it's 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 in a nice spot. I like it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun to it's fun to enjoy things you didn't think you were going to enjoy. Anyway, that was my analogy for no, music. So. Music's music's fun. It's so a good exploration. But I don't know because my Spotify just runs and I go interesting and I don't like hit like or anything and. You know, then I play more Sabaton on the other side. Sabaton? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a game? No, no, no. It's a, it's a, it's a band. I don't know. I've, I've never said it aloud too much. So maybe I said it wrong. Oh, I don't but, know. Uh, I don't know. I'm unfamiliar. I don't know. Are they like European or something? At, at first I thought you were going to say, sa- I thought you were saying Sabotage by the BC Boys. And I was like, I mean, it's no. a good song, Kyle, but uh, you listen to it a lot. I mean, that's one song. No, 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 no. This is like a uh, power metal, like, uh, okay. Like a, they, they they pick like random like historical figures from World War One and make songs about them. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> Kyle's musical suggestion of the day. We call Enjoy. it Kyle's pick. Um, you, you made me think of something that has been buzzing around my brain. I've been meaning to bring it up on the show, which is uh, things you think should be banned, but you wish you didn't have to. And and for me right now, it is very strictly Abathur and Zero Tool. I think they need to be banned, but I really wish they didn't need to be. Interesting. I mean, certainly we don't have room for it because we're kind of messing with Cassia still, Tassadar. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, you know, I talked about that bubble like the like like Avatar is there's a line somewhere, right? There's a line somewhere uh, that I think a lot of us can agree on where we we, like how we consider a band to be acceptable. And there's a lot of factors that go in. It's like the power level of the hero, like regardless of composition, uh, but also the popularity of said hero. How likely do you think there is a player on the opposing team that can actually even pilot said hero? Mm. And I think Avatar is just barely over the popularity line. And uh, I honestly, I think the same for Zeratul. Like not everyone plays Zeratul, but the people that do tend to be effective. And so those yeah. are the two that that's where that's where I guess I start to get that bummer feeling of like, I wish we didn't need to consider Zeratul and Abathur bands, but I think we do. Well, there's there's a couple of thoughts floating in my head right now. First, there's kind of this weird imperious thing going on right now. And I feel like it relates well to your Zeratul topic because Imperious, they're a lot like uh, the Zebo as well. Dude, Imperius is a huge puzzle piece for me right now. I I can't quite crack it. I'm I'm not doing well against Imperius. But that's the thing. You sometimes do, and you don't notice it because he sucks in certain situations. Yeah, that's he yeah, you're 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 right. It's like you get at the end of the game and you're like, uh, Wait, what happened to the enemy team? Oh, Nazebo didn't finish his stacks. What was he doing all game? Soaking? How did he not finish stacks? What the heck? You forget that it was a 13-minute game. It never got to 20 in the first place. And you just ignored the Nazebo because he was double soaking or something, and it didn't matter because they were behind the whole time because the poor man was losing. Yeah. That's how Imperius goes. You win against him. You just didn't notice him because he trundles around and he's like an armor man and like nothing really about him is very flashy or interesting when he's being countered correctly, when he is being face melted every time he thinks about celestial charging or gets in a position that he might do it. You don't even know he's there. And ETC might be getting some praise for that. And everyone's like, good job countering ETC. Nice job. But you didn't, you didn't care about Imperius that game. 
but you know he's there when he's landing that stuff over and over again, and it seems oppressive, and it makes you go, oh my god, can you please do something about Flash of Anger? This is too much. Yeah. Oh, apparently this season, flat 50% win rate against Imperius. I don't know why the losses uh, stick out so much in my mind. That's that's what we're talking about. Like, exactly. Yeah. This is this is the bad movie scenario, right? Like, Yeah, I'm looking it up in the background, and... Uh, <sighs> I, 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 but it's, yeah, it's something that hits me that like, I feel like I don't understand what to do though. Like sometimes the Imperius is effective. Sometimes the Imperius isn't. And I, I feel conscious of the fact that I am uninformed about that, about dealing with that hero. I mean, you are aware of what flash of anger does at seven, right? No. Okay. That's his power spike. So consuming a mark from Celestial Charge, just the Q part, and whenever he consumes a mark, he's doing stuff. He's, you know, getting damage, healing, stuff like that. Each mark, the Q, W, E, each have their own mark on a target. So when Flash of Anger comes online, consuming a Celestial Charge deals damage to the target and nearby enemies and grants Imperius 300-point shield for four seconds. Okay. So when he spears three people together... And then Otto attacks one of them. They're going off like mini living bombs. And so what Imperius does is he goes spear three people. One for you, Mr. Number one. One for you, Mr. Number two. One for you, Mr. Number three. And each one of those causes a mini explosion and refreshes that 300 point shield. And that's the level one value. Okay. So burst survivability plus damage. Right. So he is, he's wrecking a team dramatically and seems invincible behind it because no matter what you're doing to him at that moment, the shield is always repopulating itself. Gotcha. On top of the fact that you are now speared and unable to do anything. Exactly. Then you get into like, it, that's of course, you know, that's the setup. Then Taronda, ETC, whoever else is available follows up and it gets real messy. But come level 16, you can get 40% attack speed for five seconds for each hero stunned by celestial charge. So that, one, two, three business goes really, really fast with 40% attack speed per hero you hit. And then at level 20, you can stack on, you don't remove your marks anymore. So you're just going boom, 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 boom. And the same person over and over again, and it's exploding, exploding. Mm. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Is that, yeah. And then my, my, my brain wanders over to, well, should there be counterplay there? Because I do feel like I don't get speared that often, like a, a cross from an opposing Imperius, but it doesn't matter because when the spear does go off, I'm just not that effective against him because of those resetting shields post seven. Right. So Imperius is not unstoppable during his shield charge. So that's where the counterplay comes in. And that's why I brought up ETC first. So the mm. face melt is the perfect counter because it's so big come level four that you're going to get him in whatever position he might even think about it. I really don't like Malganus into that because you're going to have to like do multiple swipes. You're never going to catch it right on time. You're going to try to like sleep in his direction, but you're not unstoppable either. So he gets you. There is not a lot of answers to it. And of course, and here's the big answer. It doesn't matter what you counterplay with. We all need to spread out. And that is not easy. It's no, not, it's not on a, like it, not on a game with objectives. Like no. this game, most battlegrounds are designed in some way to funnel you to an area by design. So unless you're a chromie or a hammer, like it's going to happen eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, all the boops are great. Lucio's uh, Rainers and 
That's one of the other big thoughts I think is happening right now in our community is that things are being critiqued based on the easiest hero to play. And that's not a bad thing. That is very natural to happen every time the meta settles a little bit. And I feel like we are in a nice little settled meta. People are praising the tank, various picks. Things are feeling pretty healthy. There's lots of options. But now we're looking at things like Zul'jin and saying, Zul'jin, aren't you just a really hard Rainer with like a high amount of risk that might be better if you got super duper stacked, but you could just be Rainer? And we all go, oh yeah, that's, that's true. And Rainer has a pushback and a self-heal that allows him to move while he's doing it and it activates and if he takes damage, it doesn't stop. Like, oh my God, I mean, Zul'jin's hard Rainer. Why would I do this to myself? Because oh, fun. Yeah. Because Zul'jin, because the, the drums go boop, 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 and you go, all right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, well, rad. Um, so as the moral of this entire story, just don't let the team get both uh, ETC and Imperius. Is that the moral of this story? Yeah, that's uh, that's all right. Yeah, try to keep the... I mean, ETC is, I feel like, the top tier tank right now just because he does counter other tanks and bruisers. But he's got a lot of skins, and I know it's tough. I'm playing a lot of ETC right now because in coordinated play, it is fun. It is perfectly acceptable to be a stun bot. He does great damage too, but you know what I mean? Like solo QETC is such a weird thing. Oh yeah. It's there was not- a, I can't remember exactly when, but there was one particular moment on one of the games where I saw you kind of slide out of frame to go finish someone off. And I just knew you had him. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm so glad Kyle's on ETC. So if there's another tank, that guy would get away. But ETC's damage output is going to, is going to complete that. I didn't even watch. I just moved on with my life and I heard the death chime happen. I'm like, ETC doing what he does. He does do what he do. But, <laughs> you know, I think we can get some Widowmaker treatment in there. Oh? I think it's capable and possible for us to take that guitar, even though it's cool as because it's a gun too in the Space Marine suit. Like, I, that's the one I use. I'm trying to escape this ETC theme. We can give him a totem. We can make it some drums. Like, let's get that Torin Torin. I love how you seamlessly go from, yeah, this is my serious. This is how I like to build them. This is how I like to play them. Here's actionable information I can give you dear players out there into. It is very important that I get the skin I want for this fantasy. I I do not like. Yes, (laughs) I need it. Never change Kyle. Never change. You you don't have to rename the talents. It's fine. You can call them prog rock and everything else under the sun. Guitar hero. I don't care. Pinball wizard. Just, just give me that and that give me that voice. Yeah. Give me a, that a, voice. A big traditional like Torin Chieftain would be awesome. Yeah. I mean I, Torin I Chieftain like is his own thing, but you know, yeah, yeah. Well ETC is the elite Torin Chieftain. That's so true. He's yes. got a lot of skins though. I highly doubt it's gonna go. Uh in chat's asking mainly AA. AA is my favorite ETC build. I'll do other things. Um, but AA is just a blast and hammer on gets those kills. Garrett just talked about on that Artanis who didn't go anywhere with they right. I still, it's still, it's still ain't right, man. That you it's, can kill a Artanis. No, that something about that blade dash still to this day, he, he skates on his feet sideways. He goes back to his location. It's just a weird ability. Remember, and it didn't come with swap available during it. That was a BlizzCon reveal after Artanis's release. <laughs> so, yeah, I, 
I, I don't. I, I still don't really know. I, I, there was a long road there. I want to talk to like Kyle Dates or something. Like I want to know how. Maybe that was like Ken Eric. Maybe we're going way back in time. But I want to know how Blade Dash became the the Healy Wheelies version of Protoss engages. I don't know. I mean, it, uh, is your issue more with the animation than the functionality? Yeah, I think it does a good job doing what it does. Okay, then, I, mean, then I think that's a question for like like Keenan Brew, even though I'm not I'm not sure if Keenan Brew was the one or not to work on that. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's an interesting thought. Yeah, I've never really thought about it much, but now that you're mentioning it, I'm like, yeah, it does look a little weird. But it's also it's, not, it's just what it's just what Artanis looks like. It's just it's what he's done for so long, and it is terrifying because you know there's a swap coming on, so we we, we react to it. It's it's functional. Yeah, but I can't think of another ability in the game that makes my brain go. Now what? Now what just happened? Did we ever talk about the fact that Ken Eric uh, went to second dinner? Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah, Ken, didn't? Eric, Ken Eric went to second dinner. Oh, interesting. Yes. Over there with the uh, old Team Five Hearthstone dudes. Huh. That's. Huh. I. I don't think I ever got to interact with him. Sadly. And he did a lot of like interviews and stuff. We had, uh, the one I, I re- think Ken Eric was our very first heroes interview a long, long time ago. Was he? Yeah. I'm fairly certain that is the case. Oh, I'm going to no. Google. I'm going to Google us right now, Kyle. Yeah, I'm going to type in Google us Google into us. the Nexus. Ken Eric. Cause I did. We had Keena brew on, right? At some point episode in the past? 56. Oh, wow. Okay. Episode 56. That's, that's right. It was like we had like we had we had two of them together. And I remember I asked Keena Brew if they still make skin lamps to make characters. I believe that was the 200th episode, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yes. What? Jade, really? Jade Martin wow. and, and Andrew Keena Brew were on episode 200. Oh, OK. Damn. Damn. Google is very good at finding our stuff, by the way. Yeah. I'm impressed well, by well this. Well done, Google. Only. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ken Eric. Uh, what I what I remember the most is sadly it was the Kelthazad working on video, the the reveal video. They were like chronicling the creation of him. I uh, honestly probably my my strongest memory of Ken Eric was the 2.0 summit. Dinner was over, and we were slowly filing back down to the test pit to play more of 2.0 and Genji and Cassia. But I think it was Dreadnought and dunk train we're talking to ken eric but the way where we were all eating like it was like an outside patio and there were like stairs and stuff and like dreadnought was up the highest and like <laughs> dunk train was on this weird middle tier and we were you and i were just like finishing our beers or whatever and they're and they were having this really in-depth design conversation with ken eric and it looked like a freaking renaissance painting <laughs> like, yeah, there's a lot the, of pointing. the multi-levels and all the pointing and gesturing and very serious faces as they think about the design conversation that they're having. And I remember just like sitting there finishing my beer being like, this is the most intense video game discussion I have ever been a, uh, a, a spectator to. Oh yeah. Dreadnought was talking about how uh, Lunara was broken and it, she was amazing and nobody knew it, but it, it was that Kalthazad video. He, he like looks around the room and it's, it's a beautiful, like innocent moment. He's like, what if when you complete the Kalthazad quest, that hood on the back pops up and the whole room is like, no, what do you what? 
Kalthazad's hood pops up. What are you talking about, Ken Eric? Get out of here. And he's like, all right, it was just an idea. <laughs> they got so passionate about whatever the hell that like back of the chair that hovers behind him is for Kalthazad. That's just what he looks like. You can't mess. It can't move. It's not allowed to move. That is a ridiculous suggestion. <laughs> Kalthazad does not pop his collar. Okay, Kyle. Apparently, it was so shocking, I forgot we interviewed him. <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> yeah, dude. What, what do you think this is? Kelthazad's one of those dudes that wears, like, two polos and both of the collars are popped? No. You think you've been you've been doing this show for six years or something? What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed that little, uh, that, that session of name dropping we just did. Um, uh, we'll pick them up later. Uh, anyways, dude, before we move on, we want to thank those of you supporting us over on the Patreon. Do you like Into the Nexus? Do you like Kyle and I? Would you like to help us pay rent? Go over to patreon.com slash ITN right now. <laughs> you will support this podcast because we will know our bills are taken care of. And you'll get some sweet uh, sweet, sweet perks for your, for your troubles. We have a, a wonderful Discord full of great nerds of uh, Heroes of the Storm variety to hang out with. Um... And you also get access to things like our patron game nights, which we're doing tonight. As a matter of fact, Kyle, we're doing a patron bonanza, as we like to call them, tonight. Um, and so go check it out, patreon.com slash ITN if you want to support the show. And to our most recent patrons, Jason and Steven Campos, thank you very much for the support you do. Uh, also, Kyle, we have a producer slot open for the first time in a while. We do. So if you are interested in becoming a producer of Into the Nexus patreon.com slash ITN. Go check it out. Uh, and now, Kyle, let's get to this week's Heroes of the Storm news. We're on, boys! Ha-ha! Let's liven up this place! And it gets half a bumper because there really isn't much this week. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's quiet. <laughs> but that's exciting because... It is, yeah. They did the AMAs and they, they we had, you know, AZ Jackson on this show. And there were interviews across the web. There was clearly a big initiative to talk about the game. And now it's quiet, so we can assume everybody's back to work. Yeah, I, I think that is that is the case. Um, AZ Jackson did get a an official title upgrade. Senior has been added to AZ Jackson's title. Yeah, congratulations. Which probably my favorite thing there was, I think it was Keener Brew resp- responding to AZ, speaking of uh, guests on of Into the Nexus, uh, going, I thought you were already senior. <laughs> like, <laughs> is, uh, I think I kept accidentally referring to AZ Jackson as uh, as like senior game designer or something of that nature multiple times in the run up to his last appearance on the program. But um, congrats to, to AZ. It's a it's a great tale, of course, going from that QA department battling the designers of Here's the Storm to try to beat them with his own spreadsheets and all that and becoming the guy who does the balance. So I'm really yeah. excited for him. And as I mentioned, the silence is exciting, too. The, really, the only thing kind of being discussed right now is what's going to happen with May. And yeah, yeah, there is a issue there. There's multiple angles of an issue going on with Avalanche. So right now, Avalanche isn't allowed in Heroes Lounge because it can push people off the map in certain areas. And it also, my understanding, is it can push you into the Hall of Storms, your area behind the core where you're invulnerable. And when you pop because you were in stasis, you still take that damage. So May, when she pops, still takes the damage? 
So you you put people in the snowball and you're rolling oh. through the Hall of Storms where you should be invincible. It still deals damage when you pop out. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So you could, in theory, die in your own Hall of Storms. Exactly. If your health is low enough. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I haven't, uh, hadn't heard about this. Um, that seems wrong. It is. Uh, it, it's interesting because it's basically meaning that in coordinated play, at least for me, May isn't seeing any play because Ice Wall is so hard to work with. And Avalanche is so much easier and is a mighty gust and all these sort of counters that we need for blood loss and all sorts of comps of that nature. So why run my in the first or my Jeez, May in the first place? And how could you ever make that? Other, how could you ever make that mistake? I know it got real. It, it's 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 clearly my fault. I always forget the I when I go to spell Maya, and I can never find her on like Hot Logs or any other fan sites. It's always it's always a pain. I will again praise whoever did it. If I misspell Rhaegar with switching around the H and the G, heroes knows in game. It is like you want this guy, don't you? I'm like, thank you. Exactly. Oh, God bless. It's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, but Ryokai actually pointed out on Reddit this week that there appears to be a bit of uh, RNG with the level 20 talent. And that would be the snowy name of... I'm furiously Googling in the background. Cascade. Cascade. So Cascade, what happens is uh, you throw out your avalanche which mm-hmm. is reduced by 30 seconds, so it's a great talent to pick up anyway if you're avalanching. And in front of it, it's throwing snow blinds as it goes. So there's a little bit of RNG there as these snow blinds might hit you before you enter the snowball part of the avalanche. And as you roll to the end and it pops, a bunch of snow blinds go pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa in the area around the end, which have a chance to be stacked on top of you, and the whole combo deals, just that one spell, deals about 1,800 damage. Sometimes. And sometimes it deals like 600 damage. What have we been able to dial in on what's causing the variance? The snowballs, because the snowballs are randomly firing around the avalanche. Oh, so their location is randomly assigned. And so if there's enough of them close enough to you, you will take more damage than if it just happened to decide to place them in a different order or place or pop you out in a different place on the snowball. Exactly. So as it rolls, it's shooting them out in front. It's random. And then when it, pops at the end it's right we have no comparison like it's a mini reign of destruction from Gul'dan. like uh, we have nothing else that rng in the game we have gazlo talents that drop scrap but that's very much based on just gazlo scrap and he's clearing things all the time he's guaranteed a certain amount but we're talking about damage here okay that's annoying. They are not talented snowballs, uh, chat room. Uh, the, the Cascade specifically states untalented snowballs, but they still will slow because uh, the base level snowblind has a 35% slow attached to it. And from my testing, you're basically guaranteed to get hit by one, which is a variance of damage, of course. But it means that when it ends, if you were one person in there and you're stunned for the short duration instead of four people in there stunned for a greater duration you'll be blind when you come out. So you want to relocate someone and blind someone would be the goal of a undamaged RNG cascade. But instead we have this pretty wide variance in damage on May's ability. Mm, Okay. Well, I can understand not allowing her in competitive play. Um, and yeah, um, 
hopefully they will do something about it. I'm sure it's on their radar. I mean, you could still pick her. You just don't get to do Avalanche, which oh, is right, right. what Sorry. I've been Avalanche practicing. Not, so. not, not just me. There's, there's a couple other ones, like uh, ETC is not allowed to pick Crowd Surfer, I believe, because he too can exit the map in certain areas if you so choose to abuse those bugs. Mm. And you're not allowed to like ride invisible horses or be Arthas Bat, former Kerrigan Bat, because it changes your silhouette when you're you know a bat flying around in your mount form. It's fine. I mean, I think... Uh, most Blizzard games on that side of things are they're like pretty tame, I think, in their like the community how the community bans certain things out compared to say Super Smash Brothers. So oh, I don't really know how Super Smash Bros. does their business. Well, mine, it's been a long time since I've even paid attention to it, but my understanding is it's usually Final Destination, no items, and you know, that's like so much of the game that's just ignored. Um, oh wow. Even though it yeah. is the way I prefer to play it. <laughs> sure, sure. If we're gonna throw down serious mode, that's where you go. Maybe you end up, I mean, I really like the back of Star Fox thingy. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, just say very most not following current Smash Brothers. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Star Fox a lot. <laughs> I, uh, I was always a big Link guy. And then when the, the one no one likes, but I love it, the one on the Wii, was that Brawl? Mm. We played a lot of that because that was the new one when we were in college. And uh, I got, I got, really good with pit my roommate who i could never beat in melee could never beat me in brawl when i played pit and it made me feel sure. like a god yeah, i like uh, <laughs> i like chic chic and zelda i like them both they were both great oh, oh she's a bastard that's why my roommate i could never beat my roommate in melee when he played chic but that that's why we have bands yeah or his samus his samus was a beast probably still is aaron if you're listening i know you're not because you, you don't play heroes of the storm but <laughs> your, your Sheik and your Samus are bastards. He made a kid cry at the Brawl. Uh, one of our local stores. Real quick story. I hope everyone enjoys this. because I just have to say it, share it now. Uh, one of our um, local video game stores on Brawl release day had a melee tournament. And if you like place high enough, you got a free copy of Brawl. And uh, he was just kind of like running the table on everyone. And next next competitor comes up to play him. He didn't even look to see who the competitor was. It was a little kid. And he just like completely destroyed him. Oh no. Yeah, it's a little kid there just trying to have fun. Wow. <laughs> like, well. Just uh just like, oh no. Yeah, I hope it I hope it empowered him into the future. Oh uh, no. Uh, what kid, what yeah. year was this? Yeah, this so what year was it? I think it was oh eight, I think, is when Brawl came oh, out. Okay. I okay. think it was senior year of college. If anyone's I think curious, be how okay. Old uh, yeah, yeah. 2000 kids are resistant. I think they can handle it. <laughs> 90s kid, though, he'd be he'd be done. Oh, my like, buddy. He felt so bad about it. <laughs> yeah, no, 90s kids. It was. Are you naturally good at it or not? And you're out like you take one swing on the T-ball and everyone's like, he missed. He sucks. Like, I, try soccer. Try something else. <laughs> yep. But uh, anyways, yeah, that's 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 good to see, man. I'm, I'm really excited. I see a lot of people talking about competitive heroes again. Um, on my like Twitter feed and play, like I'm seeing a lot of conversation about it around social media and it's not like I'm following a bunch of different people. I, I don't follow new people very often. So I seem to have noticed an uptick and I know, I think it was, uh, Tim Rizzo was reporting that Twitch numbers for heroes is up like 24% over the past month. Don't quote me on that. I saw it like in a passing tweet. Um, but you, you're just now making me think of this. So like, I'm, uh, th there's some cool stuff happening with grassroots, competitive heroes right now i'm really stoked and proud of everyone involved yeah a lot of that might be you know grubby but there's also 
other ex-pros coming back. Mm-hmm. Hero's Heart's been teasing for so long. Grubby was teasing this week, too, and I believe it's already passed, so it must have been his his boot camp. He's doing like a learn-to-play sort of series. Yeah, I mean, you do work with Hero's Heart, Kyle. How much are you putting on a face right now? I I, like, I, I luckily don't know anything. <laughs> because otherwise, I'd have to like be all winky and stuff. I I have no idea what they're up to. I'm just the guy who does the learn-to-play videos, you know? And they're like, good job, you taught a macro. And I'm like, thanks! What are you up to over there? You'll yeah, see. I, by the way, like, screw you, buddy. My first game back when I got back from vacation, well, Snipe, on freaking Blackheart's <laughs> Bay and Quick Match of all things. Like, I'm just like, damn you, Kyle! I was so Might angry. Yeah, yeah. The things we do for content. You need to wield your power with responsibility. Didn't you ever watch Spider-Man or read Spider-Man or yeah, hear no, someone quote Spider-Man or see a Spider-Man gif? My favorite one was uh, Dreamcast Spider-Man. That was a good game. My favorite one was the Spider-Man 2 license game, which was the first one ever with like a proper full map in New York and real swinging like something had to be above you to attach the line and it just blew my freaking mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, the new one on PS4 is one of the best games I've ever played. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's so that good. Whole... It's so freaking good. It's amazing. I don't know, man. That uh, the Halo looks weird. It looks like Halo. I don't know what everyone's so freaking having their underpants and a twist over it. Like, uh, I don't know. My, my pants are a little twisted. I think it looks a little bit odd. I think it looks like Halo. <laughs> Halo. I'm get, I'm... Halo has only that... ever really truly been visually impressive when it was the very first one because I still remember it being the first game I've ever seen like sun shafts through individual leaves of a tree. Sure. And sure. since then, I... it's been okay. <laughs> it, you know, there's legacy and I appreciate they're going back to basics and, you know, kind of ditching the wild lore they were kind of riding with there for a bit and doing something fresh and more isolated. But there's like mini map icons and my brain's starting to be like Anthem. You know, I, I haven't recovered yet, Garrett. And every time I, I, I had that feeling, that you, it's going to be weird. You, you need to play more games, man. It's just an open world Halo. Like, map icon shouldn't make you think of exclusively Anthem. <laughs> like, go go, uh, go play an Assassin's Creed, a Red Dead Redemption, a Grand Theft Auto, uh, the most recent God of War, uh, Horizon Zero Dot. Like, the list goes on. It's a AAA open world game. They're all like this. All of them. And only one of them is bad, and its name was Anthem. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, hope you enjoyed a mini week sauce in the middle of your into the nexus, everybody. Everyone, just want to take a quick minute to thank today's sponsor, HelloFresh. They are America's number one meal kit. You should check them out over at HelloFresh.com slash 80Nexus and use the code 80Nexus. And you're going to get, you guessed it, $80 off plus free shipping on your first box. So if you've never checked out their meal kit delivery service before, there is something for everyone. They have low calorie, vegetarian, and even family friendly recipes every week HelloFresh they help cut out the stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and getting dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes there are also uh, 20 minute quick recipe options I'm a big fan of these ones especially on podcast nights and on top of all of this you can easily change delivery days or food preferences you can even skip a week whenever you need to Go check them out. I'm, again, big personal fan. One of my favorite dishes is on the menu for next week is the crispy Parmesan chicken. There's like a layer of uh, sour cream, and then on top of it, there's like Parmesan cheese and breadcrumbs, and you bake it. It crisps up so nice, so much better than I would have ever thought. And also, 
like I've bread chicken before, but I've never done it with a layer of sour cream before. It's so freaking good. Plus it comes with a side of like garlic herb couscous. It's a great side. So go check them out. HelloFresh.com slash 80nexus and use the code 80nexus to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please make sure you visit HelloFresh.com for more details. But again, that is $80 off your first box. All you got to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash 80nexus and use the code 80nexus to get $80 off your first box. We thank them for their support. We thank you for checking it out. Shall we move into strategy and fight about our tier lists? Yes, tier list time. Let's do it. Choose a talent. Choose a talent. Talent? Ah, that seems generous. Don't reveal our plans to our foes. I mean it. Not a word. All right, Kylie, you ready for the reveal? Because you and I uh, did not talk to each other, and we just made lists. And we're uh, so if you're an audio listener, we're going to post these lists as images in the blog post. Uh, you can also find this over at youtube.com slash a move two if you want to watch the entire video version uncut. Um, but we're going to do our best to keep this audio friendly for you all. Um, we're not going to mention every single hero at every single place that we put them, but we are going to ask each other to defend ourselves on what we think is a weird pick on the other person's list. So, Kyle, without further ado, here are our lists. Oh, wait, no, that's the title image. <laughs> <laughs> So on the left is mine. Yep, on the left is mine. On the right is yours. And um, I pretty late into the process realized I could remove rows, and I didn't want D and E. I just wanted to go from C to F. And I also fought with keeping the SSS the rank that Tier Maker just by automatic puts in. But I was like, you know what? No, this is where I'm going to put heroes. Like I just, they either better be on my team or I don't want to see them. That's what was right. Yeah. There's a, it's a, it's an escalation, but S tier is usually the best. And tier makers decide that there is an SSS tier. So that is that much more extreme. Mm-hmm. And I'll lead cool. for my extreme top, top tier. I have put Cassia, Diablo, Imperius and Rainer. Ah, all right. Well, for my extreme tier, I have put Cassia, ETC, Lost Vikings, Zeratul, Abather, and Samoro. Interesting. So, did you have any, like, criteria? Was this, like, solo queue? Was this, like, mains only? What was your... I, I tried to keep it... I tried to keep it personal. I tried to keep my thoughts relatively simple because I didn't want to get into like, well, like I basically, I assumed you're good at the hero. If someone is good at the hero, where would I place the hero? I'm I'm not interested in a tier list that takes into account people who are bad with certain heroes. Um, And then I just, I really just thought about it. Like I just kept asking myself the whole way down. Would I like to see this hero on my team? Or would I like to see this hero across from me? And that, and the more it was yes or no on either, uh, kind of depended on how high they ended up going. <laughs> um, so mine is pretty, I think, casual. I tried to, I tr- I don't know. I wanted this to be the everyman tier list as much as I possibly could make it. Um. So, but there's also some there's some personal salt in here, as you can tell if you look at my F F tier. No, no, but even looking at your top tier, like there's some. Things that as a solo laner, you don't want to see like maybe ABBA because that's always screwing with information that you have or the matchup you have. Lost Vikings, three in a lane is insane. 
Sammy players doing all sorts of random stuff that's not structured. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lost Vikings is very, very personal. Like I play solo lane. Don't want to. I do not want to be across from a good Lost Vikings player. I just don't. They're scary. Uh, I had one very recently, by the way, which reminded me of this. It's been a long time since I faced down a, a Lost Vikings one trick, and I ran into one uh, between last episode and today. And holy butts, man, it's scary. It is a scary, scary thing to to deal with. It's got a lot of power that that three stack now, and I think it's. It's cool that it's an option. Did they end up going uh, play it again or longboat? Longboat. Okay. Well, that's at least interesting. I'm glad because that's, that's that's the way it should be. Is if it you're w- playing, it was very Chen like. Every time again. I every time I thought I had them dead, they'd pop longboat. Yeah. So yeah, it was just it was it was just annoying, and then yeah, uh, as uh, I kind of led with the. Uh, I wish I didn't have to consider banning Zero Tool and Abathur, but I think you do. I think you still need to, and so I'm I'm still... I, I think you could make an argument to put them one rung lower, but that's that's where I, why I put them at the tip top. Interesting. I put Zero Tool in A. I think he is a a long road. The, the ones I see in Diamond are very much about double soaking and going for 20, and much like our Imperius discussion, you either... Felt that 20, or you didn't know there was a zero tool. <laughs> I feel like I usually feel the 20. That, and that could be. But we are definitely in a all games are going to 20 sort of space in casual, particularly solo play right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh all right, Kyle, I'd like to st- I'd like to start off by pointing out one of your choices and I would like you to defend it. Okay. Why is Diablo at the top tier for you and you're not allowed to say because fans said so? No, I I did hear that opinion. I don't know his reasoning. My reasoning is that Diablo has the three very rocking builds right now. And even if he's misdraft or picked early, there's a build for you to work in that scenario. He still has the wall problems. I don't want to be on Hanamura. The early game on Battlefield Attorney is rough. But you got Lightning... Lightning Breath, full Flame Stomp build. You have your divey sort of crush them, Sacrificial Soul into the you know Devastating Charge build. And you have the Life Leech, which Life Leech is the big one that is causing him to be in any sort of S-tier list right now. Life Leech, healing for 4% max health and auto attack, is so much staying power and such an ability for Diablo to turn a fight around by just being focus-fired, which people have done for a very long time that I think Diablo can absolutely be in this top, top tier. Okay. To me, to me I, I do think he's, he's top tier. Uh, and if, and frankly, usually when I think of tier lists, I don't, cons- I don't consider there to be anything above S, but I do like for the purposes of, of heroes of the storm, considering it and, and kind of playing around with that, with things that maybe need to be uh, basically if it's there, it's like, I think these might need nerfs is kind of yeah. my thinking for the SSS. And, um, yeah, not that I don't think anything lower also could possibly use some, some down tuning, but no, but it, it, it works with, for my list, Rainer and Cassie as well, because you have all these other options, but why would you work so hard? And Cassia does have her stutter steps and there is nuance to it. But when Cassia is winning, that nuance is gone. And it's not like she got stacked or you fed her. She just goes and it feels so easy to right-click the right person, to fend the person as they get away, that 
she beats out anybody else who might play in that field. Mm, yeah, yeah, because so, yeah, I, I, I would keep Diablo down just a little lower just because of the the just dies factor of Diablo. But I'm also working through a pretty serious bias against uh, Frontline that I can't kill right now. Hello, Imperius. Sure. Uh, and in that, I would argue that if Diablo Turbo dies, he'll come back and you should be doing a Flame Stomp build where Soul to the Flame at level four, Fire Stomp grants one soul every three times it damages an enemy hero. And you're guaranteed at least, you know, one soul per stomp probably more and you're you know healing for that damage as well but that's an amazing way to get back in the fight on diablo and you instant res Fair. so diablo dying quick sometimes means a death on the enemy side it's kind of that malthiel thing where malthiel gets a pick even if he dies with last right so malthiel's great all right i agree i agree with your decision what uh what what causes you concern on mine Honestly, I think it's all, it, it makes a lot of sense to a, a Rexar player, right? When I'm looking at Sammy and <laughs> Zeratul and this Lost Vikings bull, and it's not like some, you know, some standard like thrall lane coming at you. Yeah, yeah. I, I almost didn't put Sammy up that high, but I was like, F it. It's my list. I can do what I want. <laughs> I, I, Sammy I, was very personal. But if I can complete the bottom of the sandwich for a moment, jump down. Okay. On our hot dog. All right. <laughs> call, <laughs> great callback. You were thinking about mains here, right? Like these are these are skilled plays. Yep. So why is Probius so low? Because Probius there's four other here. players that need to know how to play with you. Interesting. I did think about that. I was thinking about that a lot. And like, I just don't think anyone knows how to play with Probius. Honestly, I would have just left him off the list because I've never seen him in a draft game. I think this year. You know, I think uh, I think I might have had one on Braxis, and he did a rocking job in solo lane. Mm. But I've also seen Hammers take the solo lane. I I, I love weird solo lane Braxis. Uh, the, the the memories are are so juicy. Yeah, I think but yeah. You're, I, I think probe. If we were doing a quick match tier list, I think I'd put Probius at the very top because I think in a mode where everyone is out for themselves and you are left to the mercy of a, a spiteful god called the matchmaker, um, <laughs> that Probius is, is absolute top tier. That's fair. It, the amount Predicting what Probius is going to get up to is impossible because he's always zooming around. He sometimes participates in the fight. It goes bad for half a second even, but his setup is ruined, mm -hmm. and he just pieces out and goes runs to some other lane, and you, you're wondering where that scrappy probe went and he's gone yeah, oh, yeah. I, I get you yeah another thought again another big thought that kept entering my mind when i was moving heroes around was like how does your comp react to you like how much of a burden are you putting on your comp for draft mm. i think that's why we both put diva pretty low uh yeah i just don't want to see it at all um like if someone locks diva particularly early in a draft that's one of the rare occasions where i think about just like draft dodging because i don't feel like playing that game I mean, uh, um, and that's that's why Stitches is also the the third and final <laughs> hero in F because I just think Stitches is trash. Like I realize things can be done, but you are making me work so much harder when you could have picked something else that was useful. Mm. We did fight that. That was it. Blaze Stitches combo where their front line never died. Blaze. 
Lay's stitches combo when the front line never died. That just seems so weird because those are two that I put relatively low because I they're front line that don't cause me problems because I can just kill them. Let's see. It was one of the games we played this week. Really? Um, on, on Monday? Yeah, stitches kept going. I could be wrong. I, I remember a stitches game where he died every single time we saw him. Am I just I do not so remember biased against stitches that <laughs> I, I don't I don't remember anymore. He, he, he seemed like he lasted a long time and caused a lot of disruption, but I feel you. I feel you. When our last when game you of the won- night was against the stitches and we won. Okay. Uh, what was he alongside? He was alongside an Imperius, a Malfurion, a Leeming, and a Malthiel. And as well okay. Foundry. Yeah, that was chaos. That was but- a game where you were on ETC. That's right. That highlighted the exact problem with Stitches, what he often has, as he hooked our Deckard Kai Berries perfectly and gorged her to save his life by the time... That's Oh, yeah, oh the, God, that game... That, that was a perfect example of why Stitches is crap, in my, in my opinion. In my opinion. Mm. Um, like, that was just, like, every game I've ever had with the Stitches on my team, but I finally got to play against that Stitches. That's fair. Where, where did I put Stitches, then? Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's look at the list and Kyle put in B that is. Yeah. Hi. Maybe, maybe a little kind to put him next to Ragnaros. Oh yeah. Well, B was really my comp dependent here. We got things like, you know, Chen, Illidan, Gul'dan, things that are just going to be rocking in certain areas, but probably need a lot of organization. I, I put Greymane in that tier actually. And we're talking solo queue here, even a skilled gray main. Now, of course, there's also a huge chance gray mains are Smurfs. Mm-hmm. So things can get really weird when we talk about them. But if we're talking about a normal matchup with a normal player, he's going to get some nice camps. He's going to do some decent damage. But ultimately, gray main is as good as his comp, as good as everyone else around him. And I feel Fair. the same way about things like Artanis and uh, maybe maybe Kyrazim. But you know, then again, we get into Smurfage there. I absolutely agree with you on Diva, and I'm coming around to your Stitches Stitches way of life. You know who I threw under the bus, Garrett? Who'd you throw Arthas. under the bus? Arthas. Arthas. Yeah. His stock is so down, it's a bummer. I mean, it's I, tough I really, alongside May. Uh, yeah, yeah. His placement in my tier of B is really just, that is an extremely personal defense of the hero. I don't have a lot to back it up with. He's actually he's not performing well. Uh, his counterpart in Nubarak is doing better. Uh, and how often are you really going against like an AA comp? Like where it's but, concerning, where it's enough to make you think it's time to counter draft. A Nubarak is having a, a hot little go right now. Actually, I expect his stock to continue to rise because I... he is a Malganus counter. Ah, ah! I'm surprised. I'm surprised my Morganus position wasn't the first thing you pulled. You, 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 you went for. By the way. Oh well, I mean it. it it's. I, where, where, where is where is Morganus for you? Beginning of B. You know, I'm I'm okay with that. I put I put Morganus up in S. I think he's amazing in Storm League, but I totally feel you where you're coming from. This but, was uh, uh, this was the only thing on here uh, that is me firing a shot at you. By the way, <laughs> this is it. This is it right here. I think you overvalue Malganus. 
you know, that's fair. And when any time I play with Cornet people, I have a much higher chance of losing with Malganis. In solo queue, he's so disruptive. He's such chaos. And he dodges so much damage and business with his carry and swarm that I think he's just phenomenal. But there is a, certainly a frustration factor. And I, I feel it when I'm like, don't don't worry, everybody. I've got the back line. You're like, what about the front? And I'm like, no, it's fine. You kill him. You take care of the tank job. I'll do everything else. The worst is when they also have a backline diver. And now we have to deal with that. Plus the front line that just gets to walk at us. Right. And what am I supposed to do? Like slash three times and help you out eventually. And maybe miss. Am I supposed to fully sleep towards them? Malganis really reminds me of May at her worst. Where Mm. everyone just walks past the May. And you're like, what did May even do? Why was I ever afraid of this hero? Um, because the same thing can happen with Malganis. Well, Malganis goes off and you're like, yeah, Malganis, go get a Oh, shit. The whole team is on top of me. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that's that's kind of there's some about that style of tanking that irks me. Uh, for some reason, May doesn't seem like as strong an offender as Malganis, but it can happen depending on the quality of your May or May player or just the way your comp ended up like. I don't know. I'm surprised May has been doing as well as she does in so many different comps because I really I look at Malganis and I look at Man. I go, don't you need like a like a completely all in dive comp? But they, I think it's the chaos. I, it, I, I mean, it is, it is. Chaos. But sometimes, but like sometimes the chaos doesn't work. Sometimes it's no. the, you're you're facing down a team of Ian Malcolms that just go, I understand this, and they they dive you. Absolutely, and that is where they start to fall apart is anytime anybody figures out your tricks and same goes for them. May when you suddenly have to go, Oh, everyone stepped outside of the blizzard. I need to actually do an icing push into it. You are desiring such absurd amounts of skills that you don't have in a casual game that you're not able to practice every single game. Cause you're often winning. Cause you just win mm. because of that chaos. Gotcha. 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 It's like, gotcha. It's like, uh, it's like Zool actually because when zool's working you are you go hey you and it goes whoa bones and then you run in and you go zoo, 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 and everybody dies and you soaked and then everybody died and then you go back to soaking but there comes a time where that's not working they're blinding you they're cc'ing you and you have to be creative with zool and the kit doesn't allow you to really be creative beyond that point mm. if you can't do your job you can't do your job and so I think Zul is still tier S. I still think he's great. He is oppressive on Towers of Doom, but there's a real chance that he can just do nothing. Yeah, yeah. By the way, we probably should have loved this. I really struggle with the concept of a tier list for Heroes of the Storm because of it being multi-map and map-specific picks being like massively swaying certain heroes' like effectiveness. Like really makes me take issue with even the concept of attempting to to tier distribute Heroes of the Storm heroes. Well, that, that, that's why we're making a spam sandwich. Like it, the the bread is artisan. Like we we thought about the top, the bottom is moldy and weird, but you know we pan selected it. But our meat in the middle is just a mess <laughs> because everything there is comp dependent and player dependent and map dependent. Like like Chromie. Chromie can vary greatly between like B and S. 
<laughs> yeah, I just I, I I was him and Helen on Chrome, and I was like, you know what? I love being in a game with a good Chromie. So I was just like, screw it, S. And that's like, a lot of this was just like, do I want it on my team? If they're really good with this hero. So it really just comes down to like, if you, I guess by and for the most part is like, I guess if you play a per, which I guess, uh, which I guess I should have put Urel way higher, but that was a little bit of just my, per- at my level, Urel seems so horrendously ineffective. But, but why, why would you? Like why, like Urel is amazing at breaking up organized play. So all we need is Malganis or May. We don't need a Yorel in Storm League. Yeah. But you look at an enemy team that's going to do, you know, the Johanna Blaze kind of pile on perfect thing that they practice. And Yorel jumps in there and goes, ha ha, and hammers. That's all off the table now. Cooldowns are ruined because Yorel used a six second cooldown of her own. Like that's, that's where Yorel shines. And ruining focus fire too. If nobody's focus firing Urel, her heal all doesn't work. Mm. All so, right, Kyle. All right. All right. E- explain your Illidan being at B, because I think that's generous. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. So you put him down at C. I, I think Illidan is. I think Illidan's great at taking camps. I think he brings a stun to the table with Hunt. I think the soak that he supplies, he's very focused, and I like him for that. Mm. I know what Illidan's going to do. Like, he is going to take camps. Maybe he'll metamorph. Maybe, he'll, but like Illidan's going to Illidan. If his build is wrong, it's still Illidan. It's not like Falstad, which I did put on the same tier, but you know, Falstad should be higher. It's just in solo queue. I don't know if I have like a mage minded Falstad or an auto attack Falstad or like uh, big guns, big money Falstad who's going to like try to gust everybody weird. He's so unpredictable, but Illidan is going to Illidan. And when I see him on my team, I'm like, ah, it's like seeing a Lily. It might be an aggressive Lily. It might be a weird Lily. It might be a troll Lily, but it's still Lily. It's not going to do Lily things. <laughs> fair. Very, very fair. <sighs> you have another one for me? Uh, I, I, I would like to question your, your B placement of Genji, because he's F for me. He's bottom all by himself. I have a very i have a very big stick in my craw uh over genji as well but every once in a while i just see one who's a god like it just happens uh and i guess i feel the way about him as you do about illidan it's like because like, remember i was thinking a lot about how much do the other four people need to bend the frick over backwards to make up for your your very personal unique pick um, and I don't think you need to switch shit up too much with Genji. And and, and Genji is like a constant. You kind of un- understand how any Genji player is going to play it, regardless of the build they go. Uh, and But, yeah, I don't know. It, I almost threw him in C. Yeah, but that was one that I almost moved down. For me, Genji might be higher if it wasn't for the existence of Tracer. You don't need Genji when Tracer exists. You should just play Tracer. <laughs> oh, I agree with that. <laughs> that's that's why I put Tracer up an S tier. Yeah. You know, I speaking of Illidan, we've got this category melee assassins, and it's not big. You know, no. our bruiser is well, I guess our bruiser is only what, uh four picks larger, so not absurd. Yeah. I think Illidan could be made a bruiser. I think that'd be healthy. Uh, I would love that. I absolutely would because I, uh, as much as I like to dump on him, I love Illidan's kit. But I just 
don't think he's worth the risk. Um, I would, I, don't I, I mean, at the, end, at the end of the day, I think a lot of this conversation is boiling down to that. It's like, well, why would you play this when you could play this? Yeah. You know, this is like, <laughs> it hasn't been one all show. Uh, it's like Top Gear reviewing cars, Kyle. They tend to frequently pit two cars against each other that are within the same segment. Hmm. So it's like, well, why would you get this sports car that costs this much money when you could get a Porsche 911, the classic perfect sports car in more or less the same price as whatever Mercedes AMG they're reviewing or so on and so forth. So it's like when you, yeah, I'll use my version here. Uh, it's when you're, you know, eating healthy and you, you want Oreos super duper bad, like real bad. Like I've been wanting Oreos real bad, man. So you look up like I'm craving Oreos. What should I eat instead? And it's like, maybe have a nectarine. And you're like, I don't want a nectarine. Yeah, I want Oreos. There's nothing. There's no substitute for Oreos, Kyle. There isn't. There's, so there's no, when, there is no substitute for Oreos. So and yet in Heroes when, of the Storm, there is. And it's well, infinitely better in this analogy. Well, so sort of, in right? Heroes like of the Storm, telling, you're looking at Genji going, well, Genji is nectarine and Tracer is Oreos. But no, we no, live no, in a world without like calories. <laughs> what if, what if Genji is the Oreos and Tracer is the healthy nectarine that you should eat? But you don't want to because you love Genji. You love Oreos. I guess that's fair. I guess that, that is okay. You, you were taking it a different direction. I was going with um, you don't need to work out extra hard because you took the hero that is easier to win with. So why not just take the hero that's easier yes. to win with? I mean, that, if we're talking workouts, that's absolutely true. Like don't don't work out to make up for the things you've done because you've already ruined the workout in the first place in a sense. <laughs> Now all I do want to do is debate Daniel Newman in the chat room who says thin mints dunk on Oreos because my response is I never thin want mints. one of those when I want the other. Thin, not, yeah, you I don't want one say. or I want the other. I, I never think to myself, uh, I can't decide if I'd rather have Oreos or thin mints. What about uh, like, you know, you gotta meet me halfway, like maybe some like Teddy Grahams. I, oh, I you know, do chocolate Teddy Grahams. That's like a, yeah. that's, that's, that's one that if I do not put it in a small bowl, half of that bag is getting eaten. Oh yeah. Though that's, that's when you got to like segment to like the crunchy Cheetos for me. And like not, the puffs are weird, uh, but crunchy, weird little, little ones. <laughs> so, so bringing it back, bringing it back. Um, looking at your tier list again, Kyle. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm going for it. I'm going for it, dude. Probably a weird right. hero to get passionate about, but uh, you are you are not giving Murky the respect that Murky deserves. And I'm serious. Oh, I'm not trolling. I, Kyle I put going to look Kyle put, to the left of Murky. I thought Zagara. No, Zagara's side. stock is so down right now. It, it makes me want to vomit. Um, okay. I'm not going to. I think she deserves better than D. Um, I, I, I like I what, what, I don't even remember where I put Zagara. I put her in B. I think you could put her in C and I wouldn't really make a fuss, but I think D is a little low for Zagara. But but Murky in the right hands because I, I where did I, I put Art Murky in A. I think Murky is A tier in the right hands. Like the, the the just the stupid turn you off stun of Octograb is such a good setup. Mm. I feel you. My problem with Murky is that he is countered so heavily by an unconventional solo laner that if performed right, and it does happen to my league regularly enough, that Murky is canceled out. So mm. we draft, let's say, you know, Blaze, Artanis, you know, maybe not something that's like, whoa, solo lane, uh, but decent. My Blaze or Artanis knows they can't handle Murky, so we put Rainer in that lane. And Rainer wrecks Murky. Okay, how do you 
deal with that when you want that Rainer to join the fight eventually? That's a tall order because there you're dealing with the Rainer, like knowing he oh, should. Go. So is that a C or a B order? Is that what you're telling me? Hmm. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's, that's all well and good, but you eventually need to leave lane. Right. That's where I think that's definitely where we're talking leagues too. Like knowing you're pushed out, so Murky's busy for a time pushing out aggressively, but using the mini map to know you can go past the halfway point and get murky pushed out someone taking a merc camp that makes your lane more occupied during that time like i find murky like so okay we're gonna uh sorry everybody we're going to the solo lane town again and i know we do this a lot but i think about this a lot is solo laner eventually you're gonna need to join up with the team right Mm -hmm. and so there's this question of like what value do you bring and how long can you maintain that value murky's is i think quite a bit over a very short stint which I find super interesting and I think is worth something because it's like, well, all right, you're, you got your alts out. You got your combo out. Go back to doing your solo lane. Whereas you bring your Rainer in, you want your Rainer to stay there until it's done because he's a, a sustained auto attacker. And he's in, he has a lot more value staying out of the solo lane than being in it, countering that murky during say objectives. I think you make up for it with objectives though, right? Mm. Like that's where in theory, the Rainer loses some lane presence and murky does get stacks of bribe and things get weird and we have to attend to him constantly but we get that alterac pass objective which pushes all three lanes and now murky's having to push from the keep outward and we've increased the amount of time that rainer can excuse himself but i feel you like on paper murky is like false dad with a free fly like i would love it if murky came down joined the team fight fought as hard as he could died and then suddenly was back top lane doing his business but my experience is more that Murky stays there and then takes camps because he gets a wicked high from it. And he's like, <laughs> oh, I did it, guys. I bribed. And you're like, thanks, Murky. <laughs> my experience is the Murky shows up exactly when he means to, uh, Gandalf style, and stuns your ass to death. It would have been a very different Lord of the Rings. And then disappears again to go lane and get more experience value while also having secured a kill, thus actually making it difficult to win objective. I, I, I'm feeling the trauma. I'm feeling the Sammy, the Zeratul, Rexar trauma. That you have with Murky, and you're like, I can't leave this lane, guys. And they're like, do it. Where are you, Rexar? Rexar threw. He didn't leave lane. <laughs> I feel you. I think D is low, man. I know chat room's like, but cleanse. And I'm like, yeah, but you're going to have one if you have one at all. And there is a cooldown on it. I, and March the Murloc is fine, too. Like, if they do have cleanses, it controls area. It does, mm-hmm. does a lot of poison damage to squishies who often get left in the back due to tanks like me going forward. This is part of the reason I wanted to get rid of D&E and I did on my list because I'm like, I did, I don't have time for these hair splitting. So if yeah. I bet you if Zagara didn't exist, then my murky wouldn't be so low. Because when I think about the presence in a solo lane, my brain says, let's just put Vala there. Like just a determined quick match style Vala that's going to push one lane all game. We'll get more done than Zagara or Murky doing that exact same strategy. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. I, I, I think there is a world where Zagara needs an update in her counterplay, which is weird. Like when you get in the lane, when, let's say the game opens, you're fighting a Zagara and Banelings come flying at your towers. Your counterplay is to soak the Banelings with your body. That's okay, I uh, guess. You're still so hung up on Rainer queuing to blow up the Banelings on you. 
I am a little bit, but you know, I, I'm I'm curious about like some of these opportunities. And we just talked about a little Illidan too. Like, why is there a world where we can make a bruiser by not increasing his healing, but giving him metamorphosis on his trait or some way to activate that dodge and have that theming all the time? So wait, you put so to get things right, you put Zagara at D, and yet you want to be able to render her more useless. <laughs> Is the argument you're making right now? Your tier list says that Zagari is an ineffective hero, right. but you just said, I, I I wish I had a better way of, of countering Banelings than uh, eating the damage from the Banelings, which would make Zagara worse. I, I, I give, give, me, give me a moment. Give me a moment. <laughs> give me a moment. I know, I, know what I, I know what I want to say. I just need you know English to okay. function. Fair. All right. I've All been, right. been there many times. I, too, am a podcaster. <laughs> so... Nazebo Vile Infection is so much of his power kit that I feel like Nazebo could be a much cooler character and do a lot more if we got rid of Vile Infection. But because we're dealing with a increase, a sudden increase in the Applied Hero's damage, which which takes up his kit... We can't have a cooler Nazebo. So when I say let's find counterplay for Zagara, I'm talking about taking that power pie and moving it around because there are things that characters do that are frustrating, even though the character might not be good. Okay, there you go. All right, so this is a power pie discussion, not a... Yeah. (laughs) I just don't want to take Baneling damage anymore while also admitting that Zagara is not doing too hot. Yeah. So Okay, That, that I can totally... I can totally uh, understand and, and get down with. I, I still think it's weird if we keep Banelings the way they are, where you can do like one at a time. Cause That's then, like, fair. You could just auto attack them if the Zagara isn't doing them all at once. Although one at a time would make like the Rainer Q a question of value if you space them out. So there's still control what? there. Yeah, yeah, we would still need to shift power somewhere else. I mean, what what if uh, what if we just junk ratted it? That'd be a lot of fun. Junk rat Zagara. Yeah, like Zagara's like uh, not save one for me. What's he yell when he rip tires? Uh oh, what God? What does he? Let's go for a ride. Let's go for a ride. Zagara's no, that's like, when he gets on his ride. damn rocket. What the hell does he say when he does his rip tire? It's very important, and he says it loudly, and we all should target the tire. But what if Zagara instead was like you know channeling? And like the, she made a pile of bandlings that then she could control and it rolled around. As a basic ability, I hate everything about that. Hey, there's, there's heroics that are, I mean, there are certainly heroics in this game that are basic abilities on other people. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I miss like, I miss auto attack as a car being good, like decent. She needs something. I'm not sure where along the way, like my memory has actually gotten really foggy about a lot of the changes that have been made to Zagara. But oh, yeah, I, 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 I'd like her sustain to be a little better. Well, let me pick out one uh, on your side. So it is defense, defensive Garrett now. All right. My time to step up to the defense plate. Why is Malfurion B tier? Uh, Cause I just die when Malfurion heals me. 
<laughs> that was a bit of a personal one as well. Not at you, just in general to Malfurions. Um, Bad Malfurions, huh? Uh, no, all Malfurions have the same lousy heal, in my opinion. I don't like heal over time. Uh, and Malfurions is probably my least favorite one. Uh, you could, the so, so you could heal over time, uh, in my opinion, poorly with a root, or you could heal over time poorly with a polymorph, which I think is better. So I give the point to Brightwing. I actually have that okay. in order there. I think they're both beats here. Um, but I would rather have a Brightwing than Malfurion. I think I think Malfurion is a little overrated. Um, not as much as I think like Malganus is. And Malganus like goes beyond you. I think like it's not entirely targeted to you. Like I think a lot of folks overvalue Malganus. Uh, I think he's good by all means, but I don't think he's like the the comp cementer that a lot of people <laughs> seem to think that he is. And I feel mm. the same way about Malfurion as a healer. Uh, I think Malfurion is just too passive. Um, and you can just not get, I know you don't like people saying like, well, just don't get hit by the roots, but like you can not get hit by the roots. And it's one of the easier things to not get hit by, in my opinion. That's fair. It has start time too. Yeah. It, it has a warning. Yeah, it could be better. It could be a better ability. Yeah, it could also, I mean, it could be horrifying. Um, but also see our conversation from much earlier where this is a a MOBA with objectives and you will be forced into chokes. So I think B are like all things where I just go, I think they're solid. I don't think I get, I don't tilt when I see them picked. Um, I really feel bad about my Genji pick now where I put them. I should have put them lower. the more i think about this out loud but uh yeah um uh, again malfurion is just another one of these like a if you look at my a list and you think that hero should be higher it probably means i thought they were overrated b if you think that hero should be higher kind of the same thing like a and b are kind of where i put my like where i think they're either solid or i think they're overvalued all right, all right. Before we before we move on, before we wrap up this this beautiful tearless sandwich, is there anything on this list that we tend to dismiss? Because we you know we talk a lot about the heroes we play. We talk about a lot of things that each other plays, mm-hmm. and picking out that. Is there anything out there for anybody who listens to us and like, gosh, I wish they would talk about my hero for once that we placed in here that would be fascinating or rude or wrong? I think both of us are probably sleeping on my Ev. You put my Evan B, I put my Evan A. Uh, I know both of us do not play my Ev. And I feel like we probably just don't have a strong enough understanding of the hero. Mm. Um, and then you and I didn't get into a discussion about how we clearly disagree on Blaze. But I have a feeling it would probably be very... You put Blaze in A, I put Blaze in C. But uh, I, I, how many times have I said, I don't like tanks that just die. <laughs> and that's Blaze. Yeah, Blaze I, is the poster child for he, tanks that just die. I am fascinated by him right now. I think that the adrenaline stim pack, auto attack speed, plus incinerator gauntlets is crazy. And he can get through a knight's camp absurdly safely, uh, beating out Greymane in terms of speed is what I heard. Mm. I think that he is up and coming. Crossfire deals a lot of damage. But when we think of him in the tank role, all I hear is the and then a miss and a whiff unless he's set up by someone else 
<laughs> and that take like that's the Malganis problem again we're getting into where or the stitches problem is better a better example where we're in storm league please pick a tank and they go i got ya slam blaze and go well thank you now can we get another tank please to make this tank a tank and that's too much work but i'm fascinated on paper about what blaze is capable of i wish he had a better level 16 power spike i think thermal protection is really cool Mm -hmm. i think he kind of loses his his oomph i think having oomph at four with incinerator gauntlets or oil dispersal if you'd rather but he has oomph early on. His tens are neat. I love combustion. Now in coordinated play, I've gotten to see bunker drop, uh, juggling, bunker juggling. Uh, it has a term where basically everyone goes <laughs> jumps, in, jumps in out of the bunker over and over again to maintain the armor. It's Can wacky. We, we should just call it fire drill. Fire drill, perfect. It's a fire drill. Yeah. Except for people running back. Well, there's cats. You know, people got to save the cats, so they're running uh, in and out. It's a fire drill, and you have pets. Pet store. We call it fire pet store. <laughs> fire pet store Play, we call it Pee Wee's big adventure it, would that have a fire in it it's been a long time the very end of the movie he's 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 trying to escape but uh, there's a pet store that's on fire and so he gets caught because he starts saving the pets from the pet store perfect beautiful it works <laughs> yep yep so there you go oh and the movement speed. i'm not even talking about the movement speed for blaze i won like that all that adds up to something really interesting and capable for blaze and uh, we both put Kira pretty high, which I think is good. I think she's also a candidate for the Illidan bruiser treatment. Why isn't she already? Her health is maybe too low, but I don't want her to have more health kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kira. And Kira is one like that I very much like. I will admit that I'm fairly ignorant, too. I don't play Kira myself, but I have a lot of experience playing alongside Kira's and against Kira's. And it's just a, a hero that always... Uh, I, I feel the need to respect anytime she's in a game. So, yeah, I'm trying to think of other things. Uh, frankly, I'm surprised you didn't put Morales higher because you are you always seem so hot on Morales. Oh, I just love doing the heel bus flying around and being wacky thing. Yeah. Like that's, I'm also surprised you didn't put, put Medivh higher because of just how good of Medivh can be if they're a good Medivh. I think that's mostly to do with my Diablo uh, prevalence mm, and not I play him because I'm displacing him away from the, the portal. Yeah. So I have a higher chance to get away with playing versus Medivh, but he's still frustrated. I mean, he absolutely is a counter to a lot of things, particularly Kel'Thuzad, so we watch out for him in the team play. But uh, Chatroom has, has requested that we discuss the difference in our Deathwing placements because I put Deathwing in A and you put Deathwing in C. Yeah. Well, who goes first then? The 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 downer or the upper? I I was thinking that A is just fine. I I I think I think he's just I think he's okay. I still think Deathwing can be disruptive. Um, I, I'll admit I tried to keep map dependency out of my head, but it leaked in a little bit on this one. I think if you're on something like Dragonshire, you know, one of the or one of these big split maps, that Deathwing can still bring a lot of value in the right hands. And again, I was assuming it with every decision I made that this was like a great player on this hero. Um, so yeah, I think, I think Deathwing is average airing on the side of good. And it appears you think Deathwing is average airing on the side of bad. Yeah. That's more of my opinion about half of his kid. 
Honestly, uh, I get I I'm flattered. I get cool questions like, "Wow, oh, you did World Breaker all game. How'd you make that choice? When would you go Destroyer?" I don't know how to play Destroyer. Uh, first Fury Varian, I guess. Like Kerrigan. Like I'm gonna be on fire and like healing myself and like being a bruiser. Deathwing to me is like the ETC powerhouse Uther combo remover. He's a counter to Chromie, so I can land on top of her and flame breath her because she doesn't have mobility. Like Deathwing has his place in, in like those two specific scenarios. And those are world breaker scenarios for me because any other situation, I'd do somebody else. If I wanted a destroyer form Deathwing, I'd do somebody else. I'd do Malthiel. Gotcha. Okay. And, and I think that's sad. I, and I don't, and I think it's very exciting that the developers made that choice and allowed Deathwing to have such a unique kit because otherwise if we were sitting on you know what we pick pick your poison here but if we were sitting on lava burst earth shatter and molten flame he might be a little boring with how clunky he moves there is there is an exciting factor that I could land in a different form I could be doing other things that are very dragony I, I love that he has fire that bursts around him I love the lunge I love these animations they are very dragony. I've just got no use for them. Fair. Hmm. You still wouldn't be stoked to have a a good Deathwing on a on a split map. I'd rather have Pale Horse Malthiel, who can ride to that lane in the eight <sighs> seconds it took Deathwing to land. That is a hard one. I agree with that. That's that's shame. That's shame. Shame. <laughs> Real shame. Shame gif. <laughs> just just load up hot fuzz right now. Shame. Yeah. Shame. Yeah, man. And I they think, might get uh, over there too. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know who else is hard to hit with skill shots? Mouthheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not burning around. Although whatnot. Deathwing brings quite a bit of armor to the party, but yeah. Yeah, he's cool. I I, I really I love seeing the opportunity for him. And I get really excited and I love my time when it's in that drafted environment. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I think it's a good place to stop this. I think, I think yeah, we can wrap yeah. it up here. I think we hit all of the, the, the noteworthy differences or odd choices. Um, and we didn't hit the things we agreed on, like out of the gate, like Uther's now B tier, which seems bizarre after the reign of Uther was sneaking up. Yeah, his constantly uh, incoming. His healing is just not good enough, and uh, his like unique ability to tank isn't as good as it used to be. He is an extreme, much like Deathwing. If you need like super duper bonus cleanses, because the enemy is crazy. Which, if I have to say, man, I think that's the biggest disappointment for me so far in Heroes of the Storm this year is is them coming after Uther tank. I just liked it so much. This is very personal. Uh, I I would need to do a lot more thinking on whether I think it's the right call from a game design perspective. Not that I am uh, qualified to speak on it, but but like just as a personal thing, like uh, it 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 elicits the same feelings as uh, like old launch Death Knights in World of Warcraft did, where I could tank in any spec I damn well pleased and really make it my own, um, and then. Eventually, the WoW team was like, no, you'll tank the way we want you to, and you can only do it one way, or it doesn't work. Sorry. And I'm so much less interested in that class now. And uh, I, feel, I wonder, feel very much the same way about Uther in Heroes of the Storm now. 
I wonder if his right click is a problem because we got Muradin, Stormbolt, you know, right click in Warcraft 3, now a skill shot. I can't think of Garrosh has to skill shot to an extent anyway, his groundbreaker as his big engage. Uh, otherwise, he walks up to you, which Uther does in the first place. So maybe it's not that bad. Wrecking Ball is right click in a sense. But maybe he's just too easy to be a tank, if you know what I mean. They don't want to give him that power. Because he can just... I'm tanking. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess that's fair, but... And look how hard May has... Like, if they reduce May's power, like, this is a lot of hard work. Snow Blind is harder to hit than Johanna's Blind. May, May the, I don't think, is the problem, though. Uh, to, me, I, to me, I guess I would retort... Uh, Johanna's been getting away with a lot more murder for a lot longer, I think, compared to the Uther tank. If you think Uther tank is a problem and too easy slash ubiquitous, I point to Johanna and go, but... I would love to see it. I'd, I'd love to see Uther moved into tank, I think. I'd like to see Uther be the, the, the like, classified as dual class with Varian. Like, just, That'd be cool. Just rip the band-aid off and just embrace it. And be like you depend, and it's not as I and I and don't I, I almost like don't want them to redesign him because I like that it's like a traditional hero talent system as opposed to varying who ma- like makes a very distinct choice at four. Like I don't know, there's something about. I know we all got saved pretty quick, but there was just something about that and the way that it worked with this really old hero, a hero that's been around since the tech alpha. And I just love, man. I just, I really liked the uniqueness of it. So there's something that bumps me out. Oh, I've, I've got one, uh, Yorel, level four, Gift of the Naru, that when she activates Divine Purpose, it heals the nearest slow by enemy or allied hero. I think that's awesome. I, it's up against Hand of Freedom, which is the trouble. But mm. there's a lot of cool off, off brand, off role abilities in this game that I would love to see become more viable. And we have like main tank Zul from time to time. Uh, Thrall has done tanking, particularly versus Diablo in, in plenty of organized play environments. I think Thrall's damage output, if that's what you wanted to switch him out for, is incredible to run as a main tank. And maybe the system could embrace those changes. Yeah, yeah. Thrall, yeah but- we just spent a long time talking about, well, wouldn't it be easier just to have ETC? And we're like, well, yeah, it would be easier to have ETC. But maybe we want to run as well. I guess, tank, I guess the Uther tank is my Oreo. <laughs> to go back to your yeah, analogy. Yeah, well, yeah, it'd be easier to like Johanna, but I, this just tastes so much better. <laughs> right. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I think it's a great place to end it. So um, we're going to, uh, again, for the audio listeners, uh, we're going to post this in the blog post, the actual images of the tier list that we drew up for this segment. And uh, let us know what you think, itncast at gmail.com or tweeted us at itncast. Uh, Kyle, I think that brings us to the end of another episode of Into the Nexus. Ah, we had a great time. You did. We did do a great and did you say a great in time? A great I meant grand and great at the same time, so it was a great in time. Okay, just I like it. Great in time. I, I didn't really enjoy it. I'm not I'm not proud of it, but it happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, seriously, write in itncast at gmail.com, folks. Uh, I have a feeling we're gonna have quite a bit of time to get the emails next week. Uh unless a patch drops. 
Um, and then uh, tweeted us at Acting Cast. If you're a patron, you can message us right in the Discord. Um, so, yeah. And uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Declan H, Cheese Bob, Chris K, Mike C, and Eric C. Thank you all so very, very much. Uh, I'd also like to remind you that a producer slot has opened up. So if you want to become a producer, check it out. Patreon.com slash ITN. And if you don't want to be a producer, but you want to support us, that's also the place to go to. We thank you very much for your support. But Kyle, before we leave, where can, uh, where can everyone find you? You can find me over at kyleferguson.com, two S's in Ferguson. Everything I do can be found on my website. But I also encourage you to check out the new upcoming Heroes Hearth video. It might be up by the time you listen to this. All about micro. And a lot of you might not know some of the cool like camera tricks you can do, like getting the, the reticules, the sniper going, or increasing your mouse size. All these sort of things that we take for granted because we all want to be sweet and with talent builds and like, ooh, and taking Merc Camps at the right time. But sometimes you just can't control your player right. So let's go back to basics. Check it out over at youtube.com slash heroes hearth. I'm Garrett Art on Twitter. This show and every other one that I produce can be found over at amove.tv. New Hearthstone expansion came out today. It's a terrible day, seeing as it's here's a storm day for me. And uh, Joss and I aren't as flexible as we used to be. But we did just put up an episode last night with our most anticipated decks, the decks we are definitely playing on day one translation i'll be playing after the patron bonanza tonight i'm gonna be able to play playing some some heroes of the storm um so go listen to that um there's also a rad battlegrounds update kyle have you played mr bigglesworth yet in hearthstone battlegrounds oh he's in i saw him at the bottom of that you you sent me a website where it like tier listed the win rates of the yeah hs replays battlegrounds stats yeah, and, and that was at the bottom, but it didn't have any abilities, so I guess it was up and coming. Oh, yeah, I don't think... I think when I sent you that, I think it was like the day that... Yeah, because we were talking about Battlegrounds off the off air after the show last week. That was the day that Bigglesworth had released, so so they hadn't okay. added him yet or had any stats for him yet. Uh, I believe Bigglesworth uh, ended kind of like dead middle of the pack, uh, which makes sense once you give him a shot. But, yeah, it was fun. What, I, liked, I liked the hero. Can I ask a completely just Hearthstone question? Yeah, go as, a, as a nub. What is uh, the magic within and duplicate protection? Why is that exciting? The magic within? Yeah, yeah. My, my launch here is being like, unleash the magic within. Plus, oh, well, Skullman's Academy protection. came out today. It's the new expansion, and it's all about going to like a magic school. And so what's duplicate protection? That's, that's just branding. Duplicate protect. Wait, Launcher is talking about duplicate protection? Yeah, like it, it's saying this is really exciting. I thought this has been in for years or something. It has. Um, Can I be excited? I'm firing up. I don't know. Maybe I should too. Why are they mentioning it? it it's, it's bigger. It's the letters on it are bigger than the title of Skolomance Academy. Where am I seeing? So you're on the launcher. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing it talk about duplicate protection anywhere. You're you're on, you're specifically on the launcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know, I, I'm in beta. If that matters, I am too. I love the beta launcher. It's been it's been up since nice. BlizzCon. It's really good, actually. I love. I way prefer it to the old one, and I don't like change. I don't see that. <laughs> don't say. Just shut up, guys. Hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. You just shut up. Here, I'm sending. I'm sending you a picture in Discord. Uh, we have a different. Listen, if we did our end of show spiel and you're still sitting around, you you wanted to listen to this anyway, so it's great. Stick yeah. around. Oh, and least the magic with duplicate protection within plus duplicate. Yeah, that's been in forever. Why are they advertising that way? I don't know. It's very exciting, apparently. Yeah, I have a, a banner ad with the same art, but it doesn't mention Jack about duplicate protection. 
Huh. Let's see if it mentions anything here. Maybe they're uh burka 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 burr. Open them up right away. Contains at least one rare card. Surprise in every pack. It doesn't say jack about duplicate protection on the store page. Um, but yeah, Weird, duplicate protection's been in there for a year now, I believe. Maybe it has some info on me that I haven't played since. Oh, maybe that's it. I haven't played standard since uh, my Malganus. I out also. Well, no, you can't get the bundle anymore because today's launch day. I was going to say I already pre-ordered the bundle, so maybe that's why it's advertising you, but not me. But it's launch day, so the bundles are over. They're gone. Um, huh. Which I still think is a weird business practice. It's like at least day one, still have the bundle there. So everyone's like, oh, crap, it's launch day. Yeah, get me in. Like, I can't imagine they wouldn't make more money. But Also, this uh, this orc, this, uh, I guess he's a student. Oh, he should be thumbs upping. I, I don't understand. He looks excited. He looks like he should be doing the thumbs up, but he's not. So yeah, it bothers me. I believe that art, he's like holding his strap of his backpack because he's going to school. I think. Where's his, where's his backpack? I think it's on his back and it's just cut off. Nope. Nope, never mind. It sure looks like he should be holding a backpack strap. I don't know, man. Yeah. I can't help you. I can't help you. I hope everyone enjoyed uh, Jared and Kyle do their best there. angry chicken impression at the end of Into the Nexus. I hope you enjoyed it's this. Like when you're playing Portal 2 and she keeps whispering different things to each person. This is getting weird. <laughs> well, folks, thank you so much for listening. Patrons, we'll see you tonight for the patron bonanza. Until next time, good luck and have fun. Take care. Yeah.